0: Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Dodder. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writers and one of our elders, Mr. Ben Caldwell.
1: Good morning, Emma. How are you doing?
0: Doing so well, Ben. Thank you for being here. It's fun to have you back.
1: Oh, excited to be
0: here. It's been a while. I think last time we recorded, we were in a closet, like the studio wasn't built yet.
1: And now we're in the real studio. And uh, if any of our listeners have never been in a podcast studio, it's this eerie silence. You walk in, and the walls are absorbing your voice. Um, but uh, hey, we're excited to be here. And it's yes. going to be fun.
0: So glad you're here. You shared your story last time, so we'll link that episode in the description. That You know, any fun life updates going on with Ben?
1: Fun life updates. So um, as I've shared before, I have five young kids. So today, my children range from nine years old down to two. It's pretty young. Yes. Yes. (laughs) There's been diapers on auto ship to the Caldwell house Mm -hmm. for like nine years and then some, which is amazing. And we're looking forward to the day that that changes. But for now, that's where we are. And we have a lot of fun. And one of the things we did recently, which was a joy, is we did uh, the kind of all-American road trip. Oh. So spring break, we take all five kids, and we rented a motorhome. And we drove 2,500 miles across America, saw five national parks. We did Universal and Disneyland on our kids' respective birthdays as a surprise.
0: So, that's so fun.
1: And it was just one of those things where we didn't know if we were crazy for wanting to do it, and we didn't know if we would feel crazy when it was over, but man, it was so much fun. We just made incredible lifelong memories with our sweet kids. And, uh, and we left it going, oh, wow, we would love to do that again. Good. And so there's a, a snapshot into the Caldwell world is uh, what a gift to get to make memories with these little ones and see uh, God's great country.
0: It's awesome. I love it. Well, on that note, in the, in the spirit of direct transitions. All right. Today we are reading First Kings 8. And Ben, I'm going to let you just take it away.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Emma. First Kings 8. And just to paint the picture of what's happening is we have uh, years of labor of the greatest artisans and craftsmen of preparing the temple mm-hmm. of the Lord uh, under Solomon's leadership. And everything has come together. And now it's time to bring uh, the Ark of the Covenant into the temple and dedicate the temple. And so this is a high moment of high moments. If you can imagine, everybody is there, there are uh, celebrations, there is uh, sacrifices before the Lord uh, and this of bringing in uh, of the ark. And then the Lord's glory fills the temple uh, to the point where they can't even be in it anymore. They come out and then here steps Solomon. And Solomon, uh, He dedicates the temple and he prays to the Lord. And in this amazing high moment, I'm just struck by really the depth of insight the Lord had given Solomon into the heart of man Hmm. uh, when he stood before the people. And so you would think that um, in that moment, it might all be highs uh, and maybe not speak to any lows. But as Solomon prays, we learn a lot about what he believes about God and what he believes about man. And his... Very clear understanding that all men have fallen short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Every man sins and chooses his own way. And that informs the way he prays. And so he calls out to God and just asks God, when when we turn from you, because he knows it's going to happen, and then we repent and we call out to you uh, with all of our hearts, would you hear our prayers, God? Would you welcome us back? And he does that over and over and over again as he's speaking to the people. And, and for me, I read that and I go, gosh, that is so good. And, and, and ultimately, it just reminds me that the greatest prize is intimacy and relationship with God. And our sin separates us from that intimacy. So when we choose ways that are not His ways, we miss out on the fullness of enjoying our Father in the way that He's intended. And yet He invites us. He invites us to come um, when we recognize sin to confess that, to say the same, and go, man, that is that is not right, to turn from it and turn towards Him and ask Him to forgive us. Mm-hmm. And we know, so First John 1, 9, right? If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, and so as I read that, I just was really struck to go, man, to look back at my own heart and, and go, Lord, are there things in my life right now where I am... Uh, I'm choosing compromise, or ways where I'm believing that sin is just not that big a deal, where uh, I'm seeking after things that ultimately won't satisfy my heart, and it's hindering my intimacy with the Lord. Hmm. And are there things that He's calling me to lay before Him um, so that I could enjoy Him at the depth that He wants me to?
0: I love that. I, Ben, uh, it's interesting bringing up the depth of Solomon's insight. As I was reading this chapter, I was struck by uh, verse forty-eight where he prays, if the people sin against you, for everybody sins, and you're angry with them and give them to an enemy so that they're carried away captive, and yet when they're in the land, verse 47, they turn and they repent. God will hear their cry. And I thought, what incredible foreshadowing here in First Kings 8, that Solomon's insight as the wisest guy who ever lived would be so deep that he would know Israel's probably going to fall short. Like their sin is probably going to lead them to a place where they're taken off into exile. But when that happens and they cry out to God, God will be faithful to hear them. And it just made me think, as we read the Old Testament, we shouldn't we shouldn't be surprised by the acts of judgment or discipline that we see God cast upon his people. We should more be overwhelmed by the goodness of his response to our sin. What do you think mm. about that?
1: That's so good, Emma. Um, and it is, you know, how does Solomon do it? Well, the Spirit of God guiding him, sure, uh, the Lord knew what was coming and uh, and through him in that dedication, spoke in a way that his people could hear, would be recorded, mm-hmm. and then they would be able to look back and go, man, the Lord, he he knew, He knew just like he said. And um, you know, to your question, I think that the discipline of the Lord is a gift. Mm. And when we choose our own way, There are so many times in my life where the Lord allows me to man, to hit my head against that wall as I'm making decisions that are not good for His glory, not good for me, not good for others, but He doesn't do it just in a punitive way, but He does it in a way that is meant to be restorative, in a way that is meant to draw me back to Him because He loves me. And uh, I think a Proverbs talks about, it says, a man who... um, spares the rod, hates his son,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: he loves him, disciplines him diligently. And that is, I experience that very real time on a daily basis in the Caldwell house. And because when I discipline my children, I it's just about every time it's, daddy's disciplining you right now. He's disciplining you because he loves you, because he loves you. And because I want you to experience goodness and blessing and the road you're walking right now, the decisions that you're making right now, as much as it feels right to you, uh, it, it's not going to go well for you. And so experience the discipline of your dad that loves you and allow it to train you.
0: Sure. The trust. It reminds me of Hebrews 12, 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And I, I think ultimately... Solomon's alluding to, to that which will come as is Israel will experience that, but then taste the goodness of God on the other side.
1: Mm, amen. And it's it's the, and that's part of this, there's a response that we have in that, mm. uh, it, that comes to the heart that's trained by it. And the discipline of the Lord, sometimes we can shake our fist at Him and, and, and not like it. And, and feel that we don't deserve it, that somehow we're being wronged. And yet the heart that gets trained by it is the heart that recognizes that that heart is, it's His grace. It's His grace and His goodness. Mm. And I uh, tell my children often we're, we're training you now because the consequences only get bigger the older you mm-hmm. become. And Twice. so you make this choice today, you might be grounded. You make that choice as an adult, you might go to jail. So, yeah,
0: it's it's heavy, but it's real.
1: It's uh in in similarly I mean, I think the Lord he's kind enough to give us the stop signs. He's kind enough to give us the discipline um that we would be instructed before we get to a place where um where, where the hurt is is overwhelming.
0: Mm. Ben, I think that's so helpful and and I would imagine really relatable practically for a lot of our listeners, especially those who have who have kids, but as their time is drawing to a close, any final thoughts as we wrap up?
1: Yeah, I think just as I zoom out for a moment and go to 30,000 feet and look at this text, um, I see God speaking with clarity through the dedication of Solomon. And it is a message of hope hmm. and restoration to a people that he knows are gonna go their own way. And we were made to be in fellowship with, in relationship with, and delight in the Heavenly Father that created us. Mm -hmm. And I just think as we've talked about discipline and we've talked about repentance and what it looks like to confess and be restored, I think my prayer just for our listeners would be um, that they would be reminded of God's invitation for them to come um, and to delight themselves in Him. Mm -hmm. And that they would long for Intimacy with God more than any temporal thing. So many times in my life, I've sought the temporal thing Hmm. that does not satisfy. And the deepest and the richest moments of my life, seasons of my life, are the ones where I'm I'm walking with my Father that loves me, Mm -hmm. and as He reveals sin to me that I'm confessing it to Him, but my heart's set upon Him, and I'm enjoying Him. And I even get the joy of getting to be part of His work of loving and redeeming other people. And it's amazing. And so um, these are just reminders that I need for myself too. Uh, Because sometimes I can get wrapped up in trying to fix myself or do things better or do things right Mm
0: -hmm.
1: rather than fixing my affections on my Lord uh, and being with Him.
0: And we can even get to a place where we're wanting to be with Jesus to check a box or so I don't get behind on Join the Journey or so I can say, tell my community group I read my Bible. And it's so easy for our motives to drift when it comes to why we want to meet with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm reminded that the whole point of the temple was that God desired to be with his people, to be in their presence. And while our motives will falter And we're not going to be perfect for as long as we're on this earth. We serve and follow a God who always has the best motives when it comes to him wanting to be with us. And that's the motive of love. And it's such a picture that when we drift, we can look to God and his love for us to remind ourselves of what is true, what is pure, and what is right.
1: So good. Couldn't agree more, Emma.
0: Thanks, Ben. Thank you for being here, for coming in the middle of the workday to record. I appreciate you. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.